Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Food Quality in the United States Part 2. Shortly after we recorded the first episode in regards to food quality in the U.S. a couple weeks ago, I stumbled on a research article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition arguing that the root causes of the obesity epidemic are more related to what we eat rather than how much we eat. Alongside with Coach Michelle, we sat down together this week to discuss this article's findings and our thoughts on how and what can be improved on individual and as well as the country to aim towards seeing better quality food in the grocery stores. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. A couple weeks ago on this podcast, we were talking about uh, the issues with food quality and how I thought that could definitely be improved in the United States. And bam, I came across this article, which I saw it actually on Dan John's um, Facebook page. Dan John's one of the highly thought after fitness person. Um, fitness professionals that I highly respect and you know it was just a snippet of this article so I you know I went on and kind of read the entire article now you know these research articles it's uh, or or the article that's written based on the research article it's eye grabbing right because it's like trying to get your attention Mm -hmm. the article itself is titled scientists claim that overeating is not the primary cause of obesity bam clickbait So, you know, obviously, um, I clicked on it. The actual title of, uh, well, it's not really the the title, but, you know, when you click on it, the subheadline is Perspective Published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition Argues the Root Cause of the Obesity Epidemics Are More Related to What We Eat Rather Than How Much We Eat. Mm Mm-hmm. So we kind of want to base our conversation today off of this um, this article. I think it's very, very interesting. If you are interested in reading it, uh, I'll try to link this somehow in the description so that you can kind of check it out. It is available on nutrition.org. And it is a uh, research-based research um, article that is composed with 17, I believe, uh, nutritionists who got together to do a research on this topic. 17 internationally recognized scientists, clinical researchers, and public health experts. Um, so the one of the main takeaways, and it's kind of summarized at the top, uh, that talks about the energy balance model, which is basically calories in, calories out, which is what you hear often in the fitness mod, the fitness world is if you burn more than you eat, you lose weight or you lose fat. And it's oversimplified. So the way I want to explain this is calories in, calories out is not necessarily untrue or wrong or false. It's just super oversimplified that it is not what it's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, you know, you see something and you're like, so what is that? And somebody can be like, well, that's that's a house. But all you see is like, I don't know, two by fours laying around. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's 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 basically the equivalent of what's being presented as calories in, calories out right nowadays. Is you see, like, you won't even recognize that that's how calories in, calories out, you know, truly works. Mm-hmm. Um, what caught my attention is the fact that number one, this is something that I'm really passionate about, right. and number two, it touches on the idea of food quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes back to me, it comes back to the point of why is this not regulated? One of the things that it mentions in the article is the dietary guidelines for American 2020 to 2025. So I guess it gets updated every five years. This is something you don't know. Mm-hmm. In my master's program, I actually had to do, uh, you know, there's a research class at the uh, the master's level. And the research that I did was based on the uh oh what's the oh i can't think of it is it it used to be the food pyramid it's mm-hmm. not the pyramid anymore do you know what i'm talking yes, about yes uh-huh. and uh so i did a uh, history kind of research on what that looked like and how it's kind of changed over time and it is pretty if you compare the food pyramid to my plate that's the name so food yes, pyramid of yes, the yes, past yes. and my plate of now the changes that you see over the course of time is pretty insane. And one of the things that I discovered is the the lobbyist has a lot to say in that regards because they can't they don't want to lose money, so they ch- kind of, you know, try to have a say in what they have a stock in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily composed to help the Americans. But it's it's composed with the influence of the people who wants to sell you stuff. Is that right? No, it's not. It's these should be. But you know what? You know, you know, what's interesting is like, I don't ever remember seeing something like this in Japan. I'm sure something similar exists, Mm -hmm. but it's also pretty ingrained in the culture itself to eat healthy. Right. And to expect high quality foods wherever you go that they don't necessarily need to come up with something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, you know, like, I think one of the things that I personally um, noticed when I moved over here is, like, the availability of sodas and how, like, kids super young drinking soda mm-hmm. is very common. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't common when, like, I drink milk. Uh, I didn't even have orange juice. I re- and then milk tasted different. I think I talked about this on the last one when we talked about food quality. But like, you know, sports drinks were rare. Mm-hmm. It was always water. It was just foundationally set in that way. So, but then you look in terms of, this is a multi-layered topic, right? Like, I don't want to call it an issue, but it's a multi-layered in a sense that there are people and companies who try to have an impact or say in these kind of things. And it's not necessarily looking out for the people's back, but rather they're looking back for their wallet. And Mm -hmm. that becomes the issue because why would McDonald's and Coke and all these companies try to target advertising towards the kids? Mm -hmm. Um, If you've ever seen the documentary, Supersize Me, have you ever seen Supersize Me? I have not, no. It talks about like, so it shows pictures of like cartoon characters or whatever. And, uh, you know, in comparison, like people recognize this. What's the McDonald's character's name? 
uh, Ronald McDonald. Ronald, I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but like when kids sees that, they know who it is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like that's advertising to the core. And these ads show on their kids time TV show times. And that's how they try to market to you. Mm-hmm. It's not in the best interest of the kids to be consuming this stuff. But like even I see it in my own kid, like. So Noah went to McDonald's once and he now he wants to go all the time. I'm like, buddy, like you cannot have this kind of food all the time. It's not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid using good and bad, um, but I try to, you know, let him know like it's not the healthiest thing to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely do not give him soda. I don't want him to get a taste of it until like he's a little older. And it's very interesting to me how there is no standards like we should be able to have a say as parents and and you know raising kids that like hey like we don't want these ads to be shown to kids Mm -hmm. you know and then it doesn't seem like that's a thing that could happen in this country right you know when you're talking about ronald mcdonald it makes me think too about when you go to the movies and they pour that soda and how many times I've gone to the movies and not had a soda, but as soon as they put that on with the, the sound of the popping popcorn and the mm. soda pouring into the cup, and then that's all you want. Mm. You know, even if I didn't walk into the theater with a soda, now suddenly I want one. Mm. So same kind of same kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, and we're kind of getting sidetracked, but it's all like related issues. So the article itself talks about you know, the cause of obesity is not necessarily how much we're eating. Mm-hmm. It's 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 more based on what the quality of what we're eating. Right. Because American diet to me is very bland and it's very simple, mm-hmm. carb heavy yes. and convenient. Right. Those are like words that I comes up to my head when I think of American diet. Mm-hmm. I think if you ask any international um you know, in international people from other countries, those are some of the most common words that would come to their minds. Mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't the case. Like, I have a hard time describing what Japanese food food would be. You know what I mean? Like, in, in terms of a simple words. And, but American, like, when I think of, like, when I think of American foods, I think of, like, pizza, mm-hmm. burgers, mm-hmm. hot dogs, mm-hmm. you know, like, those... Those spaghetti, you know, yes. like those kind of like carb heavy. Th- those are the things that I think about. Um, not necessarily like full of colors. You know what I mean? It's like usually white yes. or brown or like really red, like not true to color red. I don't see vibrant colors. Um, I feel like that image needs to change mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that. And so would you gain weight if you ate? those kind of things all the time absolutely but you also have to think in terms of it's really hard you know like when i think of like pasta like an authentic quality pasta that you can get in like italy mm-hmm. it doesn't look like pasta here right Do you know what i mean like that's what i'm talking about in terms of food quality because what you'd find out is when you eat a higher quality food you get fuller faster yes I was just gonna say that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to eat a ton more to be full. Even a person like me who likes to eat, I don't need to eat a ton of quality food to be satisfied. Right. Um, 
but whereas these like skeleton version of the food that we're eating in the United States uh, makes you crave more and more and more and more. Right. So it's not necessarily that we need to control how much we're eating. No, we need to demand higher quality of food that's going to make us feel satiety quicker Mm -hmm. and give us the nutrition that we need within our bodies. Right. Yeah, as I was reading this article, I I identified with so much of it. Uh, You know, like you were mentioning McDonald's. On the rare occasion that I do eat McDonald's, I'm so hungry for the rest of the day. Mm. And I just, if I have spaghetti anything like that i just yeah my body just keeps craving more and more and more and um even a high carb breakfast can kind of set the whole day into a spiral for me so yeah i really identified with a lot of the things that they were saying there Mm -hmm. and and you know a couple of disclaimers right like um we're not a registered dietitian or uh you know certified nutritionist i am a certified nutrition coach but it's different than Mm. certified nutritionist so i want to make sure that that's clear um but i i obviously care about being able to help my clients and asking tough questions like this is important and and sharing articles like this that talks about what really needs to happen is important to get people thinking in terms of like okay like you know on a smaller scale what can we be doing and what can we do to ensure that my family or myself are eating quality foods? And to be honest with you, that's sometimes where I get stuck, especially in this area. Because to me, I look at it as like, as consumers and as citizens of the country, it shouldn't be hard for an individual to differentiate between quality food and non-quality food. Mm-hmm. But because the marketing has such a huge say in the American market, Um, It is very hard because anything can be labeled organic. Mm -hmm. Anything can be labeled (laughs) gluten-free. And like these become more of a key marketing term than actually true to what it is. Right. And and things that doesn't need to be labeled gluten-free are like labeled Mm gluten-free. You know what I mean? Like gluten-free pineapple. I mean, what what do you mean? Like, (laughs) of course it is. You know what I mean? Like it's. It shouldn't be that hard to navigate. Like these shouldn't become just a marketing keywords. When we see gluten free, like we want to know that, like, hey, this is really gluten free, and you know, like, gluten free is such a, it's, like, it also become a dieting marketing term, right? Like, it's not unless you have an actual gluten allergy, you really don't need to avoid gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the the thing is, so so yeah, I know, and and I'm sure there are people that's done more research and it's like no and actually like there's gluten that's that could cause harm into your body in the in, in the stuff that's promoted in the united states but here's my point is if anything that includes gluten in the store should be for us to be able to say oh you know what that's a good quality food that we can consume and assume and not worry about where the gluten agent came from mm-hmm. and the quality of that do you see what i'm saying like that's that's where i'm trying to get to Um, but it just seems like there's so many barriers to get that to level. And I don't, that's the part that I really struggle to understand more and more. And especially in the recent years, how like in the U S market money really moves everything. Right. And it's not for our best interest. When you look at the overall picture, I get the capitalism is a good thing, but it doesn't really like, it's not for 
are a benefit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be political in these terms, but if you think about like, if people who are producing the products are putting their wallet before the interests of the customers, the benefits of the customers, there is something wrong with that. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's it's cause you you think in terms of like, okay, the food that we're consuming is basically, you know, it's leading to that long term health cause. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about like even things like cancer and diabetes, like these are things that is caused by the food that we consume. Right. Um, and I, we can't just blame it just on the food. Of course, it's like, you know, self-control and blah, blah, blah and whatnot. But if the food that we're consuming is also made for us to consume more and more and more and desire more and more and more of that, mm-hmm. the blame can get also shifted to that food as well. Right. And we need to talk about that and say, like, that's not right. Yes. You know what I mean? And Sorry, I keep cutting you no, off. No, no, no. That's okay. I don't <laughs> You're making all these good points. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. But, yeah, it just also seems like you know, the speed and ease of things right now in such a fast-paced world that, you know, the food just keeps getting less and less healthy as we just strive for, okay, we got to go here, we got to go there, we got to do this, we have to do that, you know, so rather than, you know, it's just easier to just grab and go or, you know, things are, are packaged to, to last longer and, and, you know, so... Yeah, it's 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 also designed to fit into our society in this high speed life that we live. Yeah, it's almost like that's the lifestyle that pe- you know the the people who are in control of these things want us to live. Mm-hmm. So then we gravitate towards on the go snacks. Yes, and the companies can focus on loading up those on the go snacks with, you know, higher not so great things for our body that doesn't belong in our body kind of thing, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily good like right i wish that like i can go to the grocery store knowing like oh you know what these vegetables look fantastic they're vibrant in colors they came from a good resources like the farmers really took care of them and then also you walk down the snack aisles and you can say like you know what this is not the same as like <laughs> veggies and fruits but at the same time i can trust the companies and the resources that's coming from and I'm not saying there are small pockets of companies here and there who produce these kind of things, but I wish they become more of the bigger brands like Lay's, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like Pringles, you know what I mean? Like who, you know, Pringles is known to cause like diarrhea, right? Like it, it, it causes issues in the bowel movement. Why? It's because something that's in, the, in, in their food, you know what I mean? Like those kind of things shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it is. So that's where it really is the struggle. So that's the issue. So where do I, you know, personally, where do I think this could go? You know, like what what are some solutions? One is as a consumer, unfortunately, we have to be hyper aware of where the food is coming from. Wherever you buy, like I avoid and I avoid trying to buy produce from big markets, right? Like big stores, big chain stores, because... I don't know where they're coming from. Right. The texture of the veggies doesn't feel right. And um, I never knew. I never know when they were picked. Mm -hmm. So I try to avoid as much as I can and try to buy from like local farmers or farmers market, that kind of stuff. As far as meats goes, if you have a local farmer that, you know, can provide you good quality meat and take care of their um, 
their animals well, I think I'd recommend buying from them. You know, like it's in those terms, like we're in a pretty good area. You know、mm-hmm. what I mean? Pennsylvania is like a farm country, so it's e- you know easier to f- navigate through that. What I really struggle with is seafood because there's no ocean around, so <laughs> it's hard to find a really good seafood resource. I know wild for salmon's there, and that's that's a really good resource to have in the backyard. Um, but then also we need to be strategic about like demanding these kind of changes, changes from the government because it's just not right.、Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was a documentary that I watched on Netflix, and you know, disclaimer: documentaries are always one-sided, right? Like it's not gonna document both sides. Typically, it's just documents one side. It was talking about when uh, uh, Michelle Obama had the health initiative. Mm-hmm. When you know Obama took over, and initially it was approached as both promoting exercising and changing the diets, changing what people are eating. But there were lobbyists of the companies that came in and kind of ex slowly exed out the nutrition side and s- promoted more on the exercise end.、Mm. Why? Because promoting the nutrition side would have affected these bigger companies,、mm-hmm. and they didn't want that. Promoting the exercise size would benefit some of the companies because it would sell more equipment. It would get them to buy more things. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's not Michelle Obama's fault by any means, but this is how it kind of in the back. If we were not paying attention, I wasn't aware of this, right?、Uh, if you're not paying attention to it, this is how it happens in the back end.、Mm-hmm. You know, they had like she had this idea of like. Growing your own garden yeah, and incorporating、yeah. more vegetables, but that's that end of this the 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 health but health and wellness kind of faded、um, by the time, and then it got more focused towards sixty minutes, you know, sixty minutes of movement per day for kids. There's that kind of stuff, you know. Right, that's true. I didn't even、yeah. realize that. I guess I watched that process change,、mm-hmm. but didn't ever realize because I remember her gardens and、mm-hmm. yeah.、Huh. So, yeah, we just need to be more vocal in terms of these things. And then the number one is just awareness, right? Like, be aware of what you are consuming. Are you consuming food? Are you really consuming food-like symptoms, su- substances? Like, I think people have a hard time navigating through that web.、Um, and I'm not saying food-like substances are bad. Just I'd say pay an extra attention to the quality of the stuff that's in your food-like substance. Like I'm not gonna like granola bars are food-like substance.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's that's not that didn't come from the ground. That was processed, packaged together, and so that's what I prefer. That's that's what I call food-like substance. I'm not saying I don't eat any of those. I do,、mm-hmm. but I do pay a really close attention to where it comes from. Like if you want to eat bag of chips, like I'm not gonna tell somebody to not eat bag of chips, but like pay attention to where it's coming from. Does that mean that I, you can't have your favorite chips? No,、mm-hmm. go ahead and have it, but you probably shouldn't eat a bag every day. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep, like that's、yep. that's the way I want to start to think. Like drastic changes what we gravitate towards as human beings, but it's not the best thing for us. Instead, I want you to focus on small changes. So if you're like, oh, I eat bag of chips a day. Of、uh, laced sour cream, you know. Well, let's not tr- let's not do every day, right? You know, <laughs> how about can you do maybe every other day to start?、Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You can still have it, you know, every other day, and and you'll miss it a little bit. 
All right, in a couple weeks or a month, depending on how that person's going, let's go to like twice a week. Do you think you can do that? All right. You know, like, and that those are, that's, that's what nutrition coaching is, right? It's kind of trying to plant that seed. Like, if you go, all right, no more chips. Okay, great. Usually goes for pretty good for a, a week <laughs> or two. And then you find out that that person's now eating two bags. Of chips, <laughs> right. Know? Binging. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> forget this. So change psychology is a part of what we have to kind of consider. And we have to be aware of what, like, what we're doing and what we're promoting. So anything you want to add? I know I, I feel like I just just went. No, you covered so much of this. Yeah. And it is a good article. So I think once it's linked, you yeah. know, people will get a lot of good information. Just makes you think. It does. That's for sure. I think we just need to be aware of what is in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I wish that in 10 years when we listen to this podcast, we can kind of reflect back and say, do you remember when it was hard to navigate? Like, I, I hope that the conversation 10 years from now is shifted and changed to better for the customer to navigate through this web of just unknown. You know what I mean? It's so easy to go to the grocery store and see the packaging. You know, like packaging is part of mar marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So then if it's appealing to the eyes and it looks clean, it looks organic and the, like, organic is big, you know, largely written, people gravitate towards that. But it shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. So something to keep in mind. Um, and, you know, like there's no right or wrong in this topic, right? I just want to stimulate your thoughts in terms of maybe reflecting back on what you're consuming throughout the day and how you can kind of um, not necessarily change. If you're not ready to change, that's okay. But think differently in terms of what you're putting in front of you or in front of your kids in terms of the food that belongs in our body versus food that is forced in our body without us realizing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good conclusion point to draw. Yes, and I think as you as you add in those healthier foods, that's what your body's going to crave rather than those potato chips and all of those other things that, you know, the burgers, the french fries. Mm -hmm. So your body will crave that healthy feeling. For sure. All right, well, thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.